Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us at Christian Advisor. I'm Ryan Brown, a financial planner, and I'll be your Christian advisor for today. In our previous episode, we covered goals and goal setting. We defined three different timelines for goals. The short term, which is within the next 12 months, the medium term, which is within the next five years, and the long term, which is everything you want to do beyond that timeline. We then talked through a strategy to make specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-sensitive goals, also known as SMART goals. Today, we will be talking about one of the tools we have to help achieve our goals, compound interest. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't, pays it. This quote is regularly attributed to Albert Einstein. Whilst we don't know who originally said that quote, we do know that compound interest allows us to use time to our advantage or our detriment. As we explore compound interest, we will take a look at the rule of 72. We will see how the rule of 72 applies to savings and investments. Then we will take a look at how compound interest affects loans. Finally, we will take a look at how compound interest applies when you have multiple debts and discuss something called the debt snowball, as made famous by Dave Ramsey of Ramsey Solutions. Let's start by defining compound interest. Compound interest occurs when you start earning interest on interest that has already been earned. If you are on the loan side of the equation, compound interest occurs every time that you pay interest before you can pay down the principal of your loan, or when you start being charged interest on your interest. However, compound interest is easier to explain when we are looking at the investment side. And so that's where we are going to start this episode, until we revisit the debt snowball later. To simplify, compound interest means leaving your funds invested so that you can earn a greater rate of return due to the passage of time. For example, if you are using a 5% interest rate and you allow your investment to compound for 5 years, you'll actually end up earning a 5.53% return. To take that even further, if you are earning that same 5% interest rate and you allow that investment to compound for 15 years, you end up earning effectively a 7.19% interest rate. Why is this important? Because by allowing compound interest to do its job, you can receive better investment returns on the same investment. Now, Ryan... Interest rates and decimal points are cool and all, but how can I use that more practically? Sadly, it's very difficult to take the numbers out of compound interest. But let's see if we can talk about compound interest in terms of years instead. The rule of 72 allows us to do just that. The rule of 72 is an approximation for compound interest, and it simplifies the calculation I just did before to something that you should be able to do in your head or on your cell phone's calculator. The rule of 72 states that if you take the number 72 and divide it by your interest rate, that is how long it will take for your money to double. Let's say that you have $10,000 to save and you have a bank account interest rate of 4.5%. Following the rule of 72, 
72 divided by 4.5 is equal to 16. This means that a 4.5% interest rate will take 16 years for your $10,000 to turn into $20,000. By allowing your investments to compound this way over the 16 years, you have actually earned an effective return of 6.25% per year. That is over a third more just by letting your investments work for you. The rule of 72 extends to a variety of interest rates and timeframes. Now, let's put the rule of 72 to the test with a general example. Details may change from person to person, so please consult your financial professional for your situation. In today's example, we are going to say that the average household requires half a million dollars to retire. How much money does a household that is 30 need in order to retire by 65? And how much money does a household that is 45 need in order to retire at 65? We are going to use the relatively conservative interest rate of 6%. With an interest rate of 6%, the rule of 72 tells us that the money will double every 12 years. For our first household that's 30, they have 35 years until retirement, which means that their money will be able to double almost three times. So, with $65,000 today, they would have their retirement in 35 years. The household that is 45 has 20 years until retirement, which means that there is time for their money to double about one and two-thirds times. To fund their retirement, the second household would need $156,000 today. The difference between these two households in this example is merely time. The point we're making here isn't just that retirement is expensive, but rather that by starting to invest 15 years sooner, the first household will save about $91,000. To phrase that another way, that means that compound interest will have made the first household about an extra $6,000 per year that they were investing when the second household wasn't. That's a lot of numbers we just covered, and thank you for making it through. How does this apply when we try to take the numbers out of it? What we can see from this equation and the examples earlier is that compound interest is most directly affected by how long of a time horizon you have until your goal and what level of interest rate you have. If you want to be able to use compound interest to your advantage, you need to be able to control your time horizons and get the best investment returns that you feel comfortable with. Your time horizon may be the easiest factor to control as you're the one who set the goal. For the most part, however, certain goals like buying a house, we want to try and have as short a timeline as possible, not longer. That brings us to the next variable investment returns. The good news is that your returns are the most sensitive part of this equation. A small change in investment return can create a very large change in your expected timeline. The bad news is that this is the hardest part to change. In fact, professional managers spend entire careers trying to beat the market by only a little. At the time of recording, February 2023, the S&P TSX Composite Index, which 
which tracks our Canadian stock market, returned an average of 6.25% over the last 10 years. Good portfolio managers can earn something called alpha. Alpha records how much the portfolio manager surpassed the market returns after any fees that would be charged to the investor. It is generally accepted that an alpha of one is very good. That means if you can find a very good portfolio manager, then they would have returned over the last 10 years, as of February 2023, 7.25% per year. That may not sound like much, but over 10 years, that is approximately a 2% per year difference after accounting for compound interest. To put it another way, that 1% per year a very good portfolio manager can benefit is a total of 22% more over the lifespan of a 10-year investment. The point here isn't the 2% per year or the 22% more. The important point is that a 1% difference when it comes to compound interest in investing is going to be a whole lot more than just 1%. Two caveats that I would like to state. Firstly, even the best portfolio managers are still human, and they are not going to produce a 1% alpha every single year. The good news is that most investment advisors are typically very open about how they have done in comparison to the market, and will tell you that themselves, that they do not expect to beat the market every single year. Rather, they aim for four of every five years. Secondly, I would like to point out that if you have a shorter time horizon than five years or you are not as comfortable with volatile investments, you will see lower returns than the market rate. Great, we know how compound interest helps us invest. Now, let's look at the scarier side of the situation, when compound interest is against us. In the situation of a line of credit or a credit card that you're not paying the balance on, the math is the exact same as earlier, except instead of earning interest, you are paying the interest. So if you have a loan with an interest rate of 7.25% and you only pay the interest on that loan for 10 years, you would have spent $10,000 and not reduced the debt by even a cent yet. Thankfully, that's not how most loans work. Most car loans or mortgages, you are paying the interest and the principal balance, which is the actual loan amount, simultaneously. So how does compound interest apply here? Compound interest applies by diminishing the effect of your payments that you've made. Because you're decreasing the principal on your loans, though it doesn't come across nearly as aggressively as when you're on the investment side. Since we've been using a 7.25%, let's continue to and look at the difference on a $20,000 car loan at 7.25%, whether you pay it off in four years or you pay it off in seven. Just by being able to pay off your loan three years faster, you would save $2,452.61. Or to summarize more generally, you would receive the benefit of $815 per year over the three-year difference in payment schedule for this example. That may not sound like much, but based on data from the government of Alberta in 2022, that would be the equivalent of three working days for the average employed or self-employed Albertan. 
To summarize, by using discipline and paying off your debts before compound interest builds, you can save three working days of your life per year when you don't hold loans longer than you have to. Let's take some time and talk about paying off your debts. The Ramsey Solutions Debt Snowball Method is a simple four-step process. Step one, you list all of your debts from the smallest to the largest, regardless of interest rate. Seemingly opposed to what we just discussed, but please hear me out. Secondly, you make minimum payments on all of your debts, except for the smallest, which leads to step three. You pay as much as you possibly can on your smallest debt. Finally, step four, repeat steps one through three until you have no more debt. You will notice that interest rate is not part of this conversation. The reason for this has to do with cash flow. Since you have to make a minimum payment on each of your debts, that minimum payment is limiting the amount of excess you have available to put on other debts. So when your smallest debt is eating up some of your cash flow, you want to close it out quicker and free up that cash flow to pay down the other debts. The difference in interest rates is usually negligible when you are aggressively paying down your debts. Why is that? The reason why interest rate is not as big of a concern when you're looking to aggressively pay down debts involves your timeline. Remember from the rule of 72 that the two variables we can control are the timeline and the rate of return. Aggressively paying down your debt with the debt snowball method aims to decrease your timeline. And as we just saw in our most recent example, the difference between paying something off in four years and paying something off in seven years can be a weekend of vacation a year, at least. Now, if you want to try and maximize your debt payments, you can also account for interest rates in your plan by paying off higher interest rates of similar value loans. <laughs> Suddenly, this sounds way more complex. So, what do I mean? What I mean is you can divide your loans into categories, the first being under $2,500, the second being under $10,000, and then a category that catches everything else. When you pay off your small loans, the under $2,500 category, then you can pay the one that has a higher interest rate first. Please realize that with the debt snowball, the idea is that you are removing debt so quickly that the annual interest rate differences should be small enough that it is more important to free up your cash flow and pay down more debt, which is why we want you to focus on your smaller debts before your larger ones. To reiterate what we are saying with the debt snowball, you want to work on paying off your smallest to largest debts, regardless of the interest rate, because as we know with compound interest, the two variables under our control are timeline and the interest rate. When you pay off one of your debts, you decrease the timeline of that debt to zero, which is a very good thing when you're on the paying side of compound interest versus the earning side. We've had a lot of information this episode, a lot of numbers and a lot of math. Thanks for making it through. We're not quite done yet, though. This is the Christian Advisor Podcast, and what we have not done yet this episode is reference the Bible. 
Interestingly, the Bible doesn't say anything specifically about compound interest. Whilst compound interest itself is not covered in the Bible, there are many verses in the Bible that do advise us towards investing, diversification, and entrepreneurship. Most famously, Jesus' parable of the talents in Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30, or Luke 19, verses 12 to 28. With that in mind, I would just like to take a moment to read one of my personal favorite verses about investing, and it comes from Ecclesiastes 11, verses 1 and 2. In the NLT version of the Bible, it reads, Send your grain across the seas, and in time, profits will flow back to you. But divide your investments among many places, for you do not know what risks may lie ahead. So whilst compound interest itself is not discussed in the Bible, investing is. And if we are called to invest continually, then we are called to reap the benefit of compound interest. Our time is finishing up today, and we covered compound interest, the rule of 72, and how compound interest can work for you and against you. With the rule of 72, we discussed how we can estimate compound interest by taking 72 and dividing it by the interest rate of our investment. From this equation, we saw that the two variables we have control over regarding compound interest are the time horizon for our goal and the rate of return. Understanding that the time horizon is something under our control, we can extend that to when we have loans and realized that the faster we can pay off debts, the more of our time we can take back for our own use or kingdom purposes. One of the best ways to organize paying off debts is from Dave Ramsey and Ramsey Solutions' debt snowball method, which involves a simple four-step process of organizing your debts from smallest to largest, making minimum payments on all of our debts except for the smallest, and then paying as much as we possibly can on the smallest debt and repeating this method until we have no more debt. Finally, we looked at the fact that while the Bible itself doesn't speak about compound interest, the Bible does advise us in multiple places to invest if we are able, which would allow us to reap the benefits of compound interest. Next episode, we will evaluate another tool Canadians have to achieve their goals, RRSPs, TFSAs, and other registered products, and how they can help minimize your tax liabilities through investing. Thank you for spending your time with me through this episode of the Christian Advisor Podcast. Look forward to new episodes coming out every other week as we journey through faith, finances, and fact here at christianadvisor.ca. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our website, christianadvisor.ca. Once again, my name is Ryan Brown from Silver Maple Financial and IPC Investment Corporation, and it has been my pleasure to be your Christian advisor for today. Have a great day, and God bless.